everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the weekend review and preview conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Today's segment will primarily focus on the labor report and the Fed's course for monetary policy. Joining me for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Brian Rose, Senior U.S. Economist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Brian, welcome. We're happy to have you. Thanks, Edvon. Good morning, everyone. Perfect. So let's get started. Let's begin with the U.S. labor report, which we received just a few moments ago. How did the data measure up relative to your expectations, and how would you characterize the current state of the U.S. labor market? So the labor report was mixed. We had the headline non-farm payrolls up by 311,000. That's more than expected, and I think the 10th or 11th time in a row that payrolls have surprised consensus to the upside. But there were also some softer numbers. The unemployment rate went up to 3.6%, up from 3.4% in January. And also the average hourly earnings were up only modestly, 0.2%. We had also the average weekly hours worked, which can be a measure of how tight labor market conditions are. That ticked down 34 and a rate to take higher to 62.5%. That's the highest uh, since the start of the pandemic. Uh, so, you know, this, I, I would say, is, is uh, you know, really good news. Uh, it, you know, it, it does seem like it's a gradual process, but over time, the participation rate is, is coming higher, is getting back closer to where it was before the, the pandemic. So, you know, we're getting getting some help from uh, you know from labor supply to uh, you know keep keep the labor or keep payroll growth uh, going without the unemployment rate getting down to you know extremely low levels. So overall, in a, mix, a mixed picture, but the kind of kind of a Goldilocks uh, scenario. How do you think the Fed is interpreting the data, and how might the data influence the Fed's monetary policy course from here? Well, uh, overall, the Fed sees the labor market as too tight, and uh, this is one of the factors that's contributing to inflation. So the number one priority for the Fed is getting inflation down, and even though inflation has come down from its peak, at the moment, it doesn't really look like it's heading towards the Fed's 2% target. Uh, So... You know, even though the market tends to be laser-focused on the monthly inflation prints, the Fed is putting a lot of weight on the labor data, you know, especially wages. And in that sense, you know, um, the numbers we have this morning are, uh, you know, I think the Fed will, will like these numbers. And, uh, you know, the, the, the most important thing for the Fed is that you see a balance between supply and demand for labor. And if the supply comes up and you know participation rate rebounds and you get the more labor supply, that uh, that is ideal uh, from the Fed's perspective. You know, it's it's not the case that the Fed wants to see a much higher unemployment rate. Uh, you know, again, if you can if you can do it through better better labor supply, you know that that is really what they'd like to see. You know, get the uh, get the better balance in the labor market without uh, you know a, a recession. So expanding a bit on your last point, let's stick with the Fed. So Chairman Jerome Powell's testimony this week before com- before Congress was market moving. Can you provide some takeaways from us? 
Yeah, really, the most significant thing to come out of Pavel's testimony was his opening statement. So, as is always the case, when Powell makes an appearance like this, the Fed releases the text of his opening statement just as the, you know, just as he's about to start talking. So even before Powell actually, you know, said anything, that text came out and it made it pretty clear that, uh, you know, that the rates are going higher and uh, Powell implied that the dots are going higher. And those, those dots represent where FOMC members expect rates to be at the end of the calendar years. So going back to the last dots we got, which were in December, uh, they imply another 50 basis points of hikes from where we stand today. Uh, so, you know, if Powell is right and those, those dots are moving higher, uh, that would mean at least another 75 basis points in, in hikes from here and uh, maybe more. And uh, Powell's statement also uh, said that the Fed could raise rates uh, more quickly again if necessary, uh, clearly putting a 50 basis point hike back on the table after the Fed slowed to 25 basis points you know, at the last FOMC meeting. So you know, that statement that came out and had uh, you know, triggered a big market reaction because it suggests yeah, higher for longer and also the possibility of getting more aggressive on the pace of hikes. So we've discussed the labor report and rate hikes. What were some other notable data releases from this week? Also, there was some other labor data. We had jolts of job openings, and these were down month over month, but down less than expected. And based on the higher unemployment numbers that we got this morning, the ratio of Job openings to unemployed is 1.8, and uh, you know, that's down a little bit. But uh, the Fed would like to see that ratio a lot closer to one to one. We also had the weekly jobless claims uh, moving higher, and uh, that suggests you know th- this is only weekly data. You know, it's five days, so you shouldn't put too much weight on it. But it does suggest that you know, after a delay all those layoff announcements that we've been getting are starting to translate into higher claims. Uh, so, you know, it remains to be seen if this trend uh, continues, but it is suggestive that, okay, you know, uh, af- after all, you know, these, these layoffs are starting to have uh, an effect to, uh, you know, soften uh, the labor market. Uh, we also had data from the Fed on consumer credit, and we see another big increase in uh, credit card debt. So this has been, you know, a point of focus uh, recently, how how high these credit card balances are are getting, and the more people are struggling to, you know, to pay off their credit cards every month. Uh, we also had the Fed's Beige Book, and this uh, collects information from all the Fed's business contacts across the country. And uh, overall, I would characterize it as a kind of balanced. It's uh, you know, some some stronger areas, some weaker areas, not not really decisive in determining whether the Fed will, will raise uh, by 25 or 50 uh, at the next meeting. Coming to next week, what will be taking place that investors should be mindful of? Well, next week we have a full slate of economic data releases, and especially the focus will be on the inflation data. So we get CPI, obviously, uh, you know, huge focus on this every month. We'll get to also the producer price index, 
and import and export prices. So all of this is you know key uh, data. But then we get a bunch of other other important data. We NFIB survey of small businesses. So this is really interesting to see. You know, are those small businesses continuing to hire? Are they raising prices? Are they raising wages? Do they have more or less unfilled job uh, positions? You know, all of this is really interesting. And then we'll get the retail sales for February. So, you know, obviously the strength of consumer spending is, is extremely important to keep the economic recovery going. We'll get the NEHB survey of uh, home builders. This has actually improved over the last couple of months, housing starts and building permits, and then also industrial reduction and the, uh, you know, manufacturing sector. It does look like it's in a recession, but the actual manufacturing output hasn't been that bad. So uh, really interesting to see what's going on there. You know, the manufacturing sector is more cyclical, great sensitive part of the economy. So very interesting to see what what that data uh, will show. And, uh, you know, all of this data could influence the the Fed's uh, decision. The FOMC meeting is coming up on the 22nd. Uh, It seems like... They haven't decided yet whether to raise rates by 25 or 50, and they're going to look at all the data out next week, and this will help them decide how much to to raise rates. Thank you so much for joining me, Brian. Thanks very much. Of course, you've updated our listeners on a lot of information, increase of credit card debt, the Fed's page book report, possible rate hikes, and many other data releases. And again, we have been joined by Brian Rose, Senior U.S. Economist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.